Beers podcast. And as you may have seen by the title, this episode we're going to talk about supermarkets and supermarket beers. Just recently, I've been down a few beer aisles at the supermarket, and the one in particular that I took a picture of is my local Sainsbury's. And it was quite a sad sight, really. Um, and I could probably lump Morrison's in with this at the same time. Um, because the few times that I've been around there and walked down the beer aisle, I've kind of had the same thoughts. And that's, on the one hand, the selection isn't great. Um, I mean, if you just want your standard lagers, your macro lagers, or your traditional ales, there's probably an alright selection for you. But in terms of new stuff and um, craft stuff, there's not... Not a massive amount of choice or option, and you know you you get in a lot of the bigger ones like say Northern Monk or like Brewdog, Vocation. There's a lot of them in there, but they tend to be um, Big Dippers or New England IPAs, and the pricing of them is getting a little bit silly, in my opinion. So I think was it Sainsbury's I took a picture of. So the, the selection isn't great. There's a lot, and, and they might be in in Sainsbury's case. They might be in the process of changing over the stock, um, the seasonal stock. They might be in the process of changing as we're coming into spring. But there wasn't a great deal on the shelves. They were a little bit bare, and the stuff that they did have was you're looking at six or six or seven quid for a can of. It was it Northern Monk or Vocation, and it was a New England IPA, or it was a um, a Dipper. So, you know, you're getting up there in terms of the ABV, but does it really need to be that price? Um, and the set I found the same thing with Morrison's. It's the same kind of selection. You might have a bit of Camden thrown in there, or some of the others, but really, there's only one or two cans. To choose from they don't really have a selection of, of of any brewery really other than northern monk or brew dog i would say so where i have found a difference and this is probably because i don't shop there and i don't go there very often apart from maybe when i need to run in and use the toilet or um i nip in for a sandwich or something for my lunch is waitrose so i went into waitrose today and i found a different a bit of a different selection a bit of more options and there's a couple of a couple of styles of beers from each brewery not just like there's there's one new england ipa from camden and or, or vocation and then there's a stout from whoever um so there's a bit more option and there was a few breweries that well, craft breweries that that I don't and are not readily available to me. That I don't see them all the time. I mean, if I shopped at Waitrose full time, I probably see the same thing every time I go in. But there's enough there to have a little sample of every couple of months if I do nip in, um, and I'll go through a couple of them in a second of the ones that I actually picked up. But I just thought it'd be an interesting topic to to sort of touch on because. As we are in the financial crisis we're in, 
certain breweries are, are having to shut because of the cost of things and they can't afford to keep running. Whereas others um, might be lucky enough to get their beer into a supermarket. But then the price that the supermarkets are putting on top of that, you factor that in and you're looking at £6 for a can for something you can buy off a supermarket shelf. Now, if you were in a bottle shop and you had a wide range of choices, um, all different breweries, craft beer, craft breweries and, and beers, then, okay, certain ones, six, seven quid, you probably would pay. Four or five quid, you'd probably be more expecting to pay. Around about the five pound something mark is, is kind of, I would probably say, an average at this moment in time. But, you know, what happened to the days where you used to nip into the supermarket because you didn't have time to go to the bottle shop? And you could pick up a couple of nice beers from Northern Monk or Vocation, Camden, any of the others that they might be stocking, um, depending on where you live. And it was three or four quid for a can. That seems more reasonable. And I know that's a little bit dated now. And the cost of living crisis is having an impact on that. But what it's going to do is then the minority of people, let's say, that shop in the supermarket that in general would pick up a crate of macro lager for a weekend that might occasionally look at the craft section and pick up one or two cans to, to try to just sample it. Maybe they've they've never had a New England IPA before or something like that. And, or they've got a friend coming around that they want to get a couple in for because they know he likes it or whatever it might be. They're going to stop doing that. They're going to not be able to do that because it costs too much. And they're going to get a pack of four cans or or more um, for the for the equivalent price of one can, and it's just it was quite sad walking down that Sainsbury's aisle in particular, and you know it could be the changeover, um, new stock or whatever of the season. But like I say, Waitrose had a an interesting selection, and I picked up a few. Um, so let's look at a couple that I got. We've got Big Wave. Golden Ale from Kona Brewing Co. And I've had this before, and it is a very nice beer. Um, I did think when I tried it this time around that it wasn't quite as I remembered it, but they haven't, from what I can see from the, the, the can label, they haven't sold out, um, you know, quite often certain breweries might sell out to a big macro brewery, and then you do find that the recipe slightly changes or maybe gets watered down a little bit, and... I'm not aware of Kona Brewing Co. doing that. Um, so it's imported by Craft Revolution. But yeah, it's as far as I'm aware, it's still made the same way. Um, it's a nice beer anyway. But for me, I just I remembered it being slightly better than it was this evening. Um, and then one that I'd not heard of at all. Einst Einstock Olgerd. Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale, and they probably pronounced that wrong. Um, triple hopped for flavour and balance. This was really tasty, actually. Really clean, nice tasting. Um, so this one's sort of selling point is that it's Icelandic and it's brewed 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle, balancing three kinds of hops with pure Icelandic water to create an ale unlike any other. And it can only be described as Arctic Pale Ale, and it's truly one of a kind. Um, whether that's me reading the can and buying into the sales pitch, 
but it does taste like really clean and then i do think you get a, that 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 arctic water makes a difference i would say maybe <laughs> and the third one is the one i'm going to open in a minute and this is wiper and true kaleidoscope pale ale and it's a 4.2 percent pale ale and this one's in a 440 can the other ones were 350 well the big wave was 355 Sorry, no. The, yeah, the big wave was 355 mil can and the iron stock was 330 can. Um, you get a little bit of bonus with the American beers, don't you? Because you get like, a little bit extra. So, Wiper and True, based in Bristol, Kaleidoscope Pale Ale. Citrus, Simcoe, Mosaic, a trio of hops that combine to beautiful effect. A carefully selected blend creates kaleidoscope of bright citrus, vibrant fruit flavours, balanced with gentle, clean bitterness. Harmonious, refreshing, very drinkable. Store and serve chilled. Our beer is unfiltered and may contain sediment. Pour gently. Um, sounds interesting, this one. It's an interesting can, actually. I'll have to put a picture on um, with, with the podcast art when it comes out. But it's just an all-white can with black and gold there's an elephant on the front of this one so let's open it it's a beautiful sound fruity and citrus let's try it citrus fruity maybe a pomegranate style or a little bit of orange maybe with a little bit of citrus it's it's bitter there's some pine in this there it's, it's really quite nice actually it doesn't doesn't strike me as as a too much of a pale ale really it's the flavor profile's got a bit of a ipa twist out maybe from the simcoe Maybe I'm wrong on that, I don't know. You'll let me know in the comments. <laughs> so, so yeah, a couple of beers there that I haven't tried before and that were a, a good find in Waitrose, really. Um, like I say, I don't really shop in Waitrose, so that's not going to be a, a regular thing. Um, but I have started to venture over to my local bottle shops a little bit more often and I'll try and do that. More, more often really and I'm also looking to order f direct from a few breweries um, I think at the moment you will s you will see like you did sort of through COVID and post-COVID that a lot of breweries are going to start opening their own shop on the website and you can order direct from them so you'll be getting a beer direct from the brewery canned or bottled and you're probably going to get it for three or four quid instead of your bottle shop which is going to be five or six quid and then obviously that has a knock-on effect to bottle shops unfortunately but at the moment if you want decent beer you don't want to pay over the odds and you if you can't afford it what else are you going to do and i do think that we'll see an increase of people Maybe moving back onto the traditional style beers, so the the bitters, the ales, 
um, your, your golden ales, rubies, stouts, all that kind of stuff. So people might be moving over to your more traditional side of stuff. But yeah, you, you might start seeing people sort of gravitate towards them on the supermarket shelves over the craft beer section. And maybe that's why the craft beer section is looking a little bit skinny at the moment. Maybe they're not selling enough to be ordering enough. Apart from Brewdog, Brewdog always seems to be there and available. And But having said that, there's always maybe five or six different styles of beer, all from Brewdog. Um, varying prices, but they don't seem to be renewing and um, changing over the different beers as often. And then obviously we might see an increase in the homebrew again. <laughs> seems to come around. And it's something that I've considered doing more of. And I, have, I did do more of last year. But then you end up with 40 pints of a particular beer. And you know, with the best will in the world, I can't drink 40 pints of it. Um, I've got some IPA actually that was really nice. That I dry hopped with Amarillo. And um, that was a Wilkinson's own brand IPA. And I just played about with some of the dry hops. And it was really good when it was fresh. But now, just over 12 months on, it's kind of lost it now. It's it's not quite. And it's been stored in the garage. It's not. But I suppose it has been through summer and then into winter. But I mean, now it ta- you've got like a, like a cold brew tea type kind of taste to it. It's definitely an aftertaste of something that I'm not quite keen on. And it's probably the hop losing its losing its flavour, losing its edge. Um, it is like if you left a black tea on the side to go cold and then came back to it, tried drinking it, it's odd. It is an odd one. Um, and I'm not necessarily one to get into all the f- tastes and flavour profiles and, you know, all these little elements to, to trying every beer. Sometimes it just is what it says on the on the tin, isn't it? You know, it's bitter and it's piney, or it's got some citrus and fruit or whatever. Wiper and True Kaleidoscope is good. Definitely think it's an IPA. It's not a pale ale. Don't, well, it is because it says it on the tin. But if I'd ordered a pint of that from the somewhere in the pub, and oh, long there is an aftertaste there that that brings you that typical pale ale taste. So I just thought we'd do a short episode really based on my recent beer adventures around supermarkets. Um, I did actually go to the bottle shop, which is the beer emporium, local town near me. And he'd got a big selection in there and I got three other beers that are in the fridge, which we'll we'll talk about separately. And um, obviously I spent more money, but probably I've got three better beers. Maybe. Who, Who knows? Beer's beer. Or is it? And obviously I'm going to be looking to put an order in somewhere for the brewery of the month for March. And I've not quite decided on that yet. That's probably going to be direct with somebody. Uh, a particular brewery. I'm just not quite got into looking to who that might be. But I will obviously talk about it in a bit more detail when it comes. Maybe even we'll get Aaron on who sort of shares my order with me. And we'll have a chat about a particular beer or something like that. So don't forget to give us a star rating on your chosen app. Helps the podcast 
develop and grow and reach more people. Give us a download as well as a listen because that also helps. Um, algorithm stuff is a pain. You can find me on Instagram, Jamie's Man Cave. And that's where all the updates for the Man Cave Beers podcast goes. The podcast is also part of the Lone Wolves Collective, which is a new home for independent creators. It's me and Rob at the moment. We're showcasing our podcasts, our creations, our blogs, and we are open in the future to um, working with independent creators and obviously trying to showcase some of their art and skills. So all links will be in the show notes for the social media and to that website, Lone Wolves Collective. If you fancy chucking me a pound or two towards my beer collection, I know you probably don't want to part with your money as much as I don't buying beer, but, you know, every little helps. There is a, a Patreon page um, for the podcast where you can buy me a pint, so that link will be in the in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Man Cave Beers Podcast, and I'll speak to you on the next one. Cheers. Mm-hmm.